Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. You know, being able to reliably turn inside for direction, meaning knowing which which step to take and, of course, most perhaps more importantly, not to take, um, who to collaborate with, um, really even who to date when I was doing that sort of thing, um, is the foundation for making great decisions in every part of your life, your business, your, your, your work life, your, your personal life, your home life, your family. It's really was why I created my Inner Guidance Mastery Blueprint course was because I saw that that was a missing piece, that people needed more understanding of how to do that. Because your inner guidance is what amplifies your ability to both receive inspiration and to know how to take it into action, put it into action. And my guest today is as passionate as I am about tuning into your inner guidance our first conversation was really all about that. And we were just remarking on, on the feeling that we both had of the, you know, what we both bring to and receive from that inner wisdom. So stay tuned for our conversation today, which will surely activate your own inner guidance connection. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the quantum connection process. Head there to discover your quantum connection to, over to the Bach Institute. Your quantum connection with your inner guidance. Because when you know your own inner guidance, you, I'm sorry, not your inner guidance, but your inner your inner connection, your quantum connection style, your quantum connection type, it's really what will help you connect with source more fully, more deeply than perhaps you ever thought was possible. Um, so you can take the quantum connection quiz and find out what your style is because we are each designed to connect with source differently. And when we know that, well, really it's the secret to creating what you most want in your life. So my guest today is Mina Rushi, who is an Akashic Records reader and a meditation instructor. She loves helping people who feel stuck or un uninspired by life to connect with their purpose so they can cultivate clarity and contentment. You can just take a deep breath in with that. Oh, doesn't that feel like such a good thing? And after spending over a decade seeking her own purpose and finally finding it through the Akashic Records, she finds great joy in bringing this illuminating perspective to others, helping them to find greater clarity and meaning in their own lives. Welcome, Mina. I'm so pleased that you have decided to join us here on Wisdom Talk Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Laurie. I'm so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. So let's begin with something that I know both of us speak to often, which is the, the importance of and the power of, of pausing in your own life 
I, I'm in a kind of a pause in some ways in my own life because there's been so much change. And it's like my body has to catch up with that change. Yeah. So yeah. can you speak to what that means for you? Yeah. Oh, and I can just feel <laughs> just the deliciousness of this topic. I'm a big fan of pausing, of spaciousness. And yeah, the feeling, like the spaciousness it allows us and affords us when we take the time, invest the time to pause, even if it's just for a moment. So mm-hmm. pausing for me feels like taking a moment to commune with deep self. And that could be, in other words, it's like taking a moment to recognize that the loudest voice you might be hearing right now is not the only voice or source of guidance available to you at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I think by pausing, it's almost like this image of like dropping down. It's like, mm-hmm. like pausing and going down, digging down, sinking down, submerging yourself into your own depths. Those two things feel synonymous to me. And it's almost like just going under the surface of the chatter or the loud voice or the mind and how dominant that can sometimes feel and be just like noticing it and going like taking the elevator down, down, down (laughs) to that space where it's a little bit more quiet, where the voices or the points of guidance are softer. And so that's why we have to pause to give it space to listen, to give it room, uh, to, to be heard. And Mm. I think if you take the time to pause as and when you can, when it feels good, when you remember to, you remember in that pause that you have options, that there's not just one way to do things. Mm. It's not just the voices from outside of people or traditions or conditioning telling you what to do. It's not your own wow, the logical dominant mind and maybe any distortions that might be happening in your thought that are the only thing available. There's a deeper clarity that's always waiting for you. And I think pausing is our way of accessing. (laughs) I know yesterday I was speaking about the, the power of receiving your own breath. So when you take a conscious breath in... What you're doing is you're really connecting with that that field of infinite possibility that exists and you're allowing yourself to pause. You know, in that pause, there is a a spaciousness, as you just said, which is where possibilities can can begin to emerge and that you can actually hear them. Because mm-hmm. if you're not in a if you're not willing to receive if you're not available to receive because you're so focused on what you've got to do, what you've got to get done, who you have to please, what tasks you have to accomplish, then there isn't a way to, to, you're not available to receive. You're, you're, you're just, you're busy. 
You're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you can relate to like pausing and checking in, almost like just checking like the map or the compass as you walk along. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't take time to pause the like natural thing, if you stay busy or don't take time to pause and just check in mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what that clarity has to tell you. And it's like, you could be missing. It's almost like if you have blinders on and you're just focused on the path that you are on the path that perhaps you have been on for a long time. If you don't mm-hmm. take time to pause and just check almost question does this still feel good to me? Yes. Is this still what I want? Is this going the way that it, that I would wish it to? (laughs) Do I have any facility or space to shift, Mm -hmm. reorient myself? So I think pausing just in a really simple way, it's like just checking to see if what you're doing still feels good. (laughs) Is the compass reading still accurate? You know, is it still still showing true north? And when I think true north, I think of that, which really aligns with who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes the path or the way to where you want to be is not a straight line. So to I don't think it ever is. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> wow. So to see like, is the path like, am I at a crossroads? Is the path mm. curving? So yeah. paying attention to that. Yeah. 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 And then timing comes into play and, um, it, it, and, and having that, what I think of as the third option emerge because we can think of, well, I have to do this or I've got to do this. So it becomes very black and white, either or, when there's usually a really superior third option, <laughs> but we can't even see it in, without that pause. Yeah, yeah, almost like seeing the gradient of options available to mm. us. You know, it's not just I can go forward or I can go back. It's like, yeah, and even thinking of a compass, it's like it's not just north and south. It's like... 360 degrees like mm-hmm. so infinite points you can go in any gradient any specific de- like degree of direction you can really if you pause if you want to if you wish to you can orient yourself like very pro- precisely and recalibrate yourself there's always I think if you take the time to pause you can step out of that stress and that like story that there's only one way to do this this is the right way that one is the wrong way you can really kind of massage your way into the, the, yeah, the precise way that feels really comfortable and good and aligned to you. How do you, how do you help people or guide people to uh, noticing or, or, or feeling into how, how that is? So if we have 360 degrees mm-hmm. that we have a choice amongst, wow, that's a lot of choosing. Yeah. So how do we do that? Yeah, so there's like a few things that I could speak to, but I think really in what you started talking about, it's like checking in with the inner guidance, right? So thinking of your inner self, the deep self as the compass. So the way I would advise people to read their compass is to connect with the qualities that their deep self 
desires to experience. Give me an an example. Yeah. So, and this is like a big part of my work when I do an Akashic record reading for someone. So connecting to your purpose, Mm -hmm. what, and really understanding your gifts, your soul desires, right? Purpose at a deep level, not just a vocation, but what is it that your soul wants to experience while it's here? So purpose is like, I don't view purpose as you came here to be a baker and <laughs> bake bread. And this is like very, it's very specific. And I don't think of purpose that way. I think it's too limited, mm-hmm. but someone could have a purpose. Part of their purpose could be to experience deep connection with people. Ah, And so if you are aware of that one one part, that one quality that's wrapped up in your purpose. And I think our, our purpose can be very multifaceted. And sometimes there's certain pieces of our purpose that really light up at different times in our life. So if we'll go with this example of like, okay, they, they want to experience deep connection with people. If you're aware of that, that quality, right? That purpose mm-hmm. now becomes a guiding point, a guiding force for how you can approach decision-making. So when you come to a point where you're trying to make a decision now, instead of, I don't know, I don't know, checking in with the other ways that you would make a decision. Usually now you can see what are the options I have available to me? Is it A, B, C? And now which option aligns most closely with my deep desire or my purpose of cultivating and experiencing deep connection with people. Mm. And from there, it's actually very simple because <laughs> usually <laughs> it's not that hard to tell, you know, which thing aligns with which quality, mm-hmm. but it's that first initial process of coming into contact, becoming aware of what it is that what I would call your purpose is what it is that your soul is seeking to experience, you know, in this lifetime and then using that, deep desire purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well, guidance as a as a way to navigate decision making mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the the first piece of that is coming into realization recognition of what it is your soul wants to experience yeah yeah well, can you speak about that? I mean, you, you mentioned the Akashic Records. I mentioned them when I, you know, in, in your bio. And I know that's a big part of both your work and what I think brought you to, to doing this work and to being able to find what, what this path was for you. Yeah. So I think purpose and the Akashic Records, they're like a, they're a match. <laughs> They're a perfect match. I think they really go hand in hand mm-hmm. because the Akashic records are a unique modality where you can go to them with all of your curiosity, all of your existential curiosity, and you can ask big questions. So when I read for people, often the first question that we dive into, the first question that most people ask is, what is my purpose? And it's from that point, right, the point of the invitation of the question, then the Akashic Records can share their perspective of what 
they are seeing whatever they <laughs> they share their perspective on what your purpose might be from a deep place. So I think that's one way to do it. And that way has worked beautifully for me and for the people that I've worked with. But I don't think that's the only way. There's lots of ways to come into connection with your purpose as we're talking about it in this way now. Um, but yeah, through the records, it's so simple because you can just ask and receive a perspective and response. Mm -hmm. So I quite like it because it's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have said that you really spent a long time, over a decade, in, yeah. in West. So yeah. it's not something that you did lightly or as a dilettante. You really were dedicated mm -hmm. And what what took you or got you to this place of, oh, the Akashic Records, because they're so efficient. And, and can, yeah. maybe we need to step, uh, do a half a step back and what are they? Yeah. So the Akashic Records are sometimes described as a subtle energetic imprint of everything that's ever happened, everything that is currently happening and everything that could possibly happen in the future. So it's the energetic compendium of infinity and eternity. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that, I had no idea what that meant and I was not on board. So I was like, what does that actually mean? So the way that I like to think about it is if you could imagine an invisible library in space that has books on every subject you could imagine, including you or your own essence or soul. In an Akashic Record reading, when I'm working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, it's like we're checking out the book on you, and you have the opportunity, as I mentioned, to ask questions and receive insight from this elevated or zoomed-out perspective. So you can literally ask questions in a reading like, what is my purpose? What are my gifts? How am I meant to be of service? How can I improve my relationships? And things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty fascinating, super mysterious modality. I completely understand that it makes no sense, but somehow magically it works. <laughs> It's so funny that you should say that because, well, maybe it's just because of where I am and who I am. But to me, I love your clarity in the way you described it. It, it does make sense. Um, it's not linear. You know, we, we don't live in a linear world. We just pretend yeah. it for so long. And the reality and the, and the, the research really has demonstrated that it's by far not a linear world and a linear universe. And it is so multidimensional, way more than we can see with our, with our five senses. And so your capacity to tap into the dimension where, where energetically that resides, would that be a fair way to say it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the way that I experience it is almost like being a translator. So it's like I'm connecting to the records and mm -hmm. the keepers of the records, if you will, are sharing in response. And I'm just communicating, relaying the information that they're sharing. Mm -hmm. And, and how, how do you, how do you have discernment? How do you know 
that you're translating accurately because hmm, as someone who speaks other languages, I, I've been in the position of hearing somebody translate my words into that language that I can track and know mm, it's not quite on. And, and, just, and with our own inner guidance, one of the things that's so important to, dis, to develop is discernment. How do I know when this is on as mm-hmm. opposed to when it's like, oh, this is just a manifestation of what my personality wants right now. Yeah. And that's the trick, isn't it? It's that discernment. That is the tricky bit. And that's why I think it's helpful mm-hmm. to receive, um, to receive readings, perspectives from other people and to be able to kind of check it with your own like mm-hmm. system, your own being. Mm-hmm. And I would say if I'm being completely honest, it's anytime you receive a reading from someone, anytime you work with anyone, even if it's just a, it's a coach and it's not a reading, whatever. I think it's so easy in those situations, especially if we come to these spaces where we want advice and we want help and we want guidance. Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy and so tempting to give away our power Mm. and to Mm. see this person as a perfectly clear channel as an all-knowing person, as someone who has the answer, yeah. the one and only way to do it. And again, it's that is a sneaky way of getting locked into a single perspective again. So mm. I think, and I tell this, I try to be very clear about it whenever I read for people and even when I'm you know, just talking like this, it's I am sharing what I perceive to be the communications of the records. Mm. And I'm a hundred percent aware that it is not a perfectly clear transmission. So by all means, please, please, I would strongly advise people the number one rule, if there's a rule in an Akashic record reading is check every single thing you're receiving with your own self. Don't just take my word for it. Even though I'm saying this is coming from the records. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just <laughs> give away your power completely. Sure. sure. But here's here's another question I have that that brings up for me. That's that's the side and the responsibility of the person who's receiving it. But for you, because, again, one of the things that quantum physics has demonstrated so clearly is that there is no such thing as external truth, if you will. I mean, that mm-hmm. that that everything is affected, impacted by the observer. So in, and maybe this is something that you, that you learned as part of your studies, how do you, mm, how do you work with your own filter as the reader? Yeah, I think as I was beginning, and I think it's really just practice. Like you have to practice developing divine discernment, as I sometimes call it, like to be able to discern what is the records. And again, it's like, I know this isn't really answering your question. It's kind of almost mirroring it back to you because I think it does just take practice. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of checking in, being really humble. I think humility and patience are such an underrated, unspoken part of this practice. Yeah. Because 
it would be easy to open the records and then just say anything you want and just call it the Akashic records, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, yeah, it takes humility to again and again, every time I'm working with the records and it has become easy and more natural over time. But really in the beginning, it's like, who is this? <laughs> Who's speaking right now? Mm-hmm. And to have the humility to be able to admit when you think it's the records mm-hmm. to then almost retroactively be like, oh, actually, I don't think that was it. I think I was off the mark. I think mm-hmm. my own self was getting into the mix a little bit more than I mm-hmm. thought at that moment. And a lot of my practice was just reading for myself. It was reading with a very small community of other people learning. So it was mm-hmm. safe. It was okay. I knew they weren't going to just, <laughs> you know, run Ain't with it and do whatever. Of what you said. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's practice. And I think cultivating, inviting in space, making space for humility, patience, like there will be a margin of error with that especially at the beginning and you cultivate that you hone that over time and you you it just becomes I don't know more natural to tell the difference of when this is my thought mm-hmm. when it's the Akashic records yeah and I would also say it's a spectrum you know it's like it's never going to be 100% the Akashic records it's just like getting closer and closer to like mm. letting my personality be here and letting the information come through. But at the end of the day, it's coming through my brain and my mouth. So it's like that will be mixed in to a degree. Right. It sounds very much like how I think of and speak about and teach about paying attention to one's own inner wisdom, Mm -hmm. that the way you connect with your inner guidance system and to have that and develop that discernment does take time. It does Mm -hmm. take practice. It does take I think paying attention to your feeling body, how does this feel in me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Am I, am I excited by it? Which to me makes me think, oh, I'm often in my own personality. I let myself get excited by it. So I'm not in that place of balance or of balance isn't quite it because we're always moving so but that place of a fluid fluid fluidly receiving and yeah when I have that sense of a flow and peace in my own body as I'm hearing what it is I'm hearing or knowing what it is I'm knowing or sensing into what the answer to the question to my own question might be mm-hmm. um it's paying attention to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great way to approach it and to to think about it. Yeah. And it's such an art. <laughs> it does take it does take practice, I think. Yes. And I think at the beginning that was the thing that I was really bumping up against was like, oh, this, um, this is going to take a long time. This isn't an instant (laughs) thing that the very first time I'm going to try to open the records, it's going to work perfectly. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a humbling experience. (laughs) And so now you've been doing this for some time and, and, and I know that, you know, what you're speaking about, about purpose is so important to you. Um, 
can I don't know if you can share if you're willing to share your own journey around purpose and and how that how that um, came in for you more strongly in that connection with the Akashic Records in particular. Yeah. So my fascination with purpose was there from a pretty young age. And when, when I was a kid, I, I had anxiety. I experienced anxiety from like a very early age. So that was my normal was just to be anxious and fearful Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was this anxiety coupled with this natural curiosity of why am I here? (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. wanted to know that. Mm -hmm. Um, It created this sense of urgency where I was like, I don't have any time to waste. I got to figure this out. So I was on a quest. I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to be moving in the right direction of purpose. I wanted to know why I was here so I could just go do that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. very like tactical. You want to mess like, around. You were not a mess around yeah, kind of kid. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's just get this done. You know, I came here <laughs> for a reason. Maybe let's figure it out and do that thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was my like thing with purpose. I thought like, as soon as you find your purpose, you know, you're all set and then you can just do that thing and then you're done. And then you can like move on. Uh, you know, you could just like die happily (laughs) after that, (laughs) after you do that thing. And it was very much like a to-do list. And as, as if that's purpose, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my like relationship with purpose, my understanding of it has evolved a lot, um, over the years for sure. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it kind of just became my hobby to dabble with anything related to purpose. So if it was self-help books, um, you know, I'd check them out. If it was different teachers, like spiritual teachers teaching about stuff, fascinated by that. And uh, astrology, you know, anything, anything related to purpose. I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. I have nothing to lose. So but it's funny because they were all, it sounds like there was much of that was doing it from the outside in. Yeah. And, you know, I think I even approached the records that way once I found them was like, oh, I can ask this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, a question and yeah. I'll get a response, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And so it was, yeah, this just natural curiosity. It became very urgent when I went to school. Uh, because the anxiety got very severe. I was deep into burnout. I was addicted to my work, had all kinds of health problems because of it. And that wondering of why am I here took on a sour tone, a dark tone. I was like, why am I here? I don't need to be here and I can't figure it out. So it became very hard to carry on. Um, But it was that fear of dying, basically, of not... Yeah, of dying and just not doing the thing, not surviving, that kept me going. It was stronger than the despair. And I eventually graduated with this kind of like depressed, scared, deeply confused, deeply uncertain state of mind in May of 2020. So just (laughs) the perfect time to punctuate that experience. Oh my goodness. Great. (laughs) And my whole life goal is to get a job. And all the companies I was interviewing with went on a hiring freeze. 
So now I was a workaholic with no job and I was done with school. So and and COVID despair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. And I was like, I need something to kill the time because <laughs> I'm like, I'm losing it. So I stumbled upon this course about the Akashic Records because I'd always kind of had a fascination with, it was like a hobby to dabble with like the mysterious and the esoteric. So mm -hmm. that had kind of, it kind of just fell in my lap. I was like, oh, that sounds super weird, but I have nothing else to do. So why not give it a try? Maybe, you know, it was like a game I had been playing of like, I'll try that. It didn't work. I'll try that anyway. That didn't work. And you just go on and it was a hobby. So I tried it not thinking that it would work and was stunned when it did. And mm. I really got the deep experience of clarity that I had been vaguely dreaming about for a really long time because I didn't think that that was really possible. It, it felt like something out of a movie or out of, I don't know, a book about like near-death experiences or stuff like that. It felt so... Um, yeah, so unrealistic for that to actually happen. And that was the kind of felt sense of clarity that I experienced through the records after I had been felt starting sense. to work with them. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it had really to be different. an experience. It had to be an energetic experience to match that kind of longing that you, mm -hmm. that you came in with, as it sounds like. Yeah, it had been there for a long time. And... I can describe that like moment of clarity, that first moment of clarity, if you'd like me to. Sure. So when I first, um, I was like doing this training, I was trying to learn how to read the records. As soon as I could start to hear them, I'll put that in quotes, hear them. All I was doing was asking them about um, jobs. I was using it like a job search engine. So I was like, what are the possibilities of this job? What are the possibilities of this job? And it wasn't even different types of job. It was one type of job, but just at different places or whatever. Which are the so, kinds of questions that we can ask of our own inner guidance system. Yeah. So, yeah. And why not? We think that we can't. We can't. Oh, that's too practical. <laughs> Right. And so, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm laughing at it now and it feels so goofy now because that was like how limited my idea of like mm -hmm. what was possible was. Mm -hmm. It was so narrow that I wasn't even asking about different types of positions. I was only asking about one title of job because <laughs> that's how like height the blinders were on my perspective. Mm -hmm. like, There's just one path and I have to do this. So one day I was in the records and I was asking a little bit more broadly, what are the possibilities of my artistic career? Because the title of the job I was wanting, looking for was technical artist. So I was asking the question, what are the possibilities of my artistic career? And instead of artistic, I accidentally said Akashic. So it was a total accident, a Freudian slip. And what I experienced, experienced through the records was again it was like it was out of a movie but it was like this big empty space and there were clouds above me and through the clouds came this like radiant white light and it filled up the space all around me 
Mm. It filled up the space within me and there was no separation between what was inside me and outside me. Mm. It just felt this really radiant, vibrant light. And it felt like raw potential. And I had never experienced something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what made me trust it was, it was so profound for me. It was mm-hmm. so unlike thoughts mm-hmm. and any kind of like wishful thinking I'd ever indulged mm-hmm. in, which was limited because I was in such a horrible <laughs> mental space. So it was like being flooded with just pure, beautiful potential. And I couldn't ignore that. And I think that's really when they got my attention of like, oh, there is more than one option available. Because I never would have dreamed that this could be work. (laughs) It was a means to an end for you. It was not. Yeah. 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 And when I experienced that potential, right? And again, it was the same thing we're saying. It's like, oh, you don't just have one choice. Now I had two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when my options doubled artist like that, or Akashic record reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. if I could do something as wild as that, what mm-hmm. else is possible? So mm-hmm. that's what really kind of got my imagination back online and started allowing me to play with different possibilities. And it helped me ask, start asking better questions to the records instead of just asking about this one type of job. So that really was a game changer for me. That was a turning point. And my journey and my experience of purpose and in what I thought was possible out of my life, because I had kind of just resigned to you go to school, you get a job, you stay with that job, eventually you retire, and then that's it. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's quite a story. <clears throat> Excuse me, on so many different levels, because even for all of the, the questing about purpose, you were, you were thinking about purpose as a, a single entity, and not as, a, as something that continues to unfold. As mm-hmm. we move into this, something else emerges. <clears throat> that the way that the universe works is, is in a continual unfoldment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I had no idea. I think mm-hmm. it goes back to the way I described it at the beginning when I was like, you know, purpose isn't a vocation. I that was the original way I thought about it so that's kind of where that description came from it's like yeah that's what I thought it was and I thought it was like if you figure this out if you can crack the code then you've got the answer to like life and that's <laughs> it you do it and you're done yeah right and so you would have been thought, so disappointed though I think I mean really as I'm just tuning into that right now if you had gotten something specific yes you're to be a technical writer at this company mm-hmm. go for it and you yeah. said well, okay that's my purpose I'll go do it I yeah. think your heart would have been so bereft yeah and it was I think it was and I I did eventually ask the records about that and though that was the kind of potential I was getting it was like if I go down this path it's not going to feel good and it wasn't like they were predicting the future. It was like just tuning into 
the resonance or rather the lack of resonance between mm-hmm. my deep self and that like mm-hmm. way of being that that specific thing and I think you're right if I had gotten a specific answer I would have been really disappointed because again for me now purpose is more about connecting to attuning to and then experiencing the qualities that your soul really wants to experience so even if they'd given me a really specific job and I went and did that I might not have been experiencing and attuning to the qualities that I really want to experience yeah yeah and in this how are you attuning to those qualities that you really want to experience in this way of in this work that you do I think for me, freedom is a big one. So the freedom for me, I think like one of the reasons that work, it wasn't even the work I was doing. I didn't like, it was the way that I was required to be and work. So like for me having my own, you know, business, my own endeavor, it affords me a lot of liberty. Like I have a lot of freedom to choose when I work, how often I work, who I work with and things like that. So just having the freedom of time mm. is a huge one for me. Yeah. But of course, there's tons of things you can do that can allow you freedom of time. But that is one piece of it for me. And the other one is to feel like to almost like swim in those deep, deep waters and the magic of the Akashic Records that to commune with that depth and to see people deeply, to help them remember their own depths that is unbelievably fulfilling for me. I, and I don't know even how to articulate that quality other than depth. It's like, I really, I really thrive yeah. <laughs> in those spaces, those deep spaces. I feel it. And I, and I can know the truth of that for you. Uh, that's so beautiful, Mina. Can you let people know how they can best c- connect with you? Where can they find you? Because I, I suspect that readers are going to, readers, listeners, watchers, viewers are going to want to find you. Yeah, the best place to connect with me is through my website, just minarucci.com. And my name is spelled very phonetically, so it's okay. M-E-E-N-A-R-U-C-H-I.com. And yeah, that's, you can send me a message there, you can explore my offerings there i also have lots of um free akashic goodies to dive into there i have i think almost a hundred uh videos where i'm channeling from the akashic records i have a guided visualization channeled from the records and that one's really lovely so there's lots of goodness waiting for you there oh i love it i love it thank you mina for mm, how you have tracked and lived your own journey and the way in which you have shared that with us. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. This was a joy. (laughs) And thank you to our audience for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And remember, you can find us on all the platforms to listen to us. We're now on YouTube, which is really exciting to me. So you can get to see this beautiful face that I'm getting to look at across from me. Um, 
And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because that is what helps other people discover Wisdom Talk Radio. More importantly, it helps them to discover this kind of wisdom, this kind of mm, transformative potential. And ultimately, that's what changes the world. And for more for you to connect and deepen your connection with your own inner guidance system, take the quantum connection quiz today. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. 